From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief post-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. The worst of wind and water combined Wednesday as a potent storm fueled by an atmospheric river intensified into a bomb cyclone, walloping the West Coast with hurricane-strength winds and flooding downpours. AccuWeather's Adriana Navarro writes about the deadly combo in today's AccuWeather Daily for Saturday, January 7th. At least two people died in the bomb cyclone that struck the West Coast Wednesday into Thursday, the second massive storm to hit the coast in less than a week. Fueled by an atmospheric river from the Pacific Ocean, the potent storm unleashed a fury of strong wind and rain across the West Coast that quickly turned deadly. A 19-year-old woman from Fairfield, California, was killed Wednesday morning when her car hydroplaned on a partially flooded road and crashed into a utility pole, according to the Fairfield Police Department. Fairfield is located in Solano County, nearly 40 miles northeast of San Francisco. The second fatality was reported Wednesday evening, also in the San Francisco region in Occidental Sonoma County, after a tree fell on a home and killed a two-year-old boy, local firefighters told ABC News. California Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency on Wednesday ahead of the storm, authorizing the mobilization of the California National Guard to support disaster response. Evacuation orders and advisories were issued in parts of Northern California, including around San Francisco and Sacramento. Seaside homes were evacuated in the Bay Area County of Santa Cruz under the threat of landslides as the storm ushered in a combination of towering waves, drenching downpours, and fierce winds. Photos showed ocean waves surging past the shorelines, the water flooding into nearby roads and moving dangerously close to beachside homes. We had the first big wave come over the wall and come into our garage and bring debris underneath the cars and dump about 60 inches of sand in the driveway here, Capitola resident Mary McKittrick told KGO ABC7 News reporter Zach Fuentes. The rough surf heavily damaged piers in Capitola and Seacliff, including one that was split in half as one section collapsed into the ocean. One video showed a pier in Santa Cruz County as a wave crashed into it, crumpling the structure into the sea. As the storm approached the coast Wednesday, the pressure in the center of the storm rapidly dropped, allowing the storm to undergo a process called bombogenesis. In this process, the barometric pressure must fall to at least 71 hundredths of an inch of mercury within 24 hours, after which meteorologists may informally refer to it as a bomb cyclone. The pressure dropped by 86 hundredths of an inch in mercury between 4 a.m. Pacific Time Tuesday and 4 a.m. Pacific Time Wednesday, according to an Ocean Prediction Center surface analysis, officially qualifying the storm as a bomb cyclone. 
This process strengthens the winds associated with the storm, and it was certainly reflected in the recorded wind gusts. According to reports from Wednesday and Thursday, a 132-mile-per-hour gust was recorded at Alpine Meadows, California, in Placer County, northeast of Sacramento. Farther east, a gust of 119 miles per hour was recorded in Kirkwood, California, as well as in Palisades, Tahoe, California. Of the recorded wind gusts from the storm, the strongest were recorded in northern and interior California. Crews had their work cut out for them on Thursday as the morning light revealed the extent of the storm damage. Trees had come crashing down amid the strong winds, bringing down power lines and sections of roofs along with them. A spokesperson for San Francisco's Emergency Operations Center said Thursday that of the 445 incidents of fallen trees and branches reported in the city over the last week, 286 of them had been reported over the last 24 hours. In San Mateo County, located south of San Francisco, Cal Fire officials tweeted that firefighters were responding to nonstop calls early into the morning hours. Over 26,000 power outages were reported in San Mateo County by Thursday morning, accounting for 16% of all power outages across California at the time, according to PowerOutage.us. While that number had fallen slightly, as of early Friday morning as crews ventured out to restore power, over 63,000 customers across California, primarily along the coastal counties of Northern California, remained without electricity. Butte County officials in Northern California issued a local emergency proclamation on Thursday in response to the ongoing storm, according to Action News Now. The proclamation provides access to financial assistance opportunities for reimbursement associated with response and recovery following damaging elements from the storm, according to Butte County Chief Administrative Officer Andy Pickett. The county offered several locations for residents to pick up sand and sandbags to protect their homes from floodwaters, and several roads remain closed following the heavy rainfall. The atmospheric river that fueled the system was unlike the one that soaked California on New Year's Eve and killed at least three. This week's storm was classified as a Pineapple Express, as the moisture originated from the tropical Pacific Ocean near Hawaii. The concentrated band of moisture produced heavy rainfall across the U.S. West Coast, with rainfall totals ranging from less than an inch to over four inches in some locations in Northern California. In Shasta County, a site at Sims recorded 4.64 inches of rainfall, and Shasta recorded 4.03 inches. By Wednesday, downtown San Francisco measured its wettest stretch of 10 days since 1871, according to the National Weather Service. The site received 10.33 inches from December 26th through January 4th. The all-time 10-day record was 14.37 inches in January 1862. The train of storms is forecast to continue to line up across the Pacific Ocean, taking aim for the Golden State. While more moisture could continue to help ease drought conditions, AccuWeather forecasters warn the threat of flooding and mudslides will increase with each storm. That's it for today. For your local forecast at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.